Hey everybody, Donnie Bovine here. Thank you so much for listening to the episodes. Do me a favor, if you get any value out of these, would you leave me a review? It would mean the world to me. I'm on a massive mission to help as many people as I possibly can get to freedom through building a business. I gotta be honest, building a business is by far the toughest thing I've ever done in my life, and I promise you, my business has worked on me more than I've ever worked on it. I don't think there's a better tool in the world to meet the dude in the mirror than building your own company. You're going to find out what the hell you're made of. In these episodes, I bring on the people that have been through it, gone through it, done it, built monstrous companies, and I get them to coach me on how to actually level up, grow, and scale my business. They're hitting me with some hard questions. They're bringing some amazing advice. And, and I'm telling you, I take notes from every one of these episodes from these people that have actually lived it. They've gone through it and have turned their businesses into amazing empires. So I hope you find a ton of value in this. And I hope that this becomes something you come back to and listen to often. There's no such thing as a sales hack. Hey, I'm Donnie Bovine, the CEO and founder of Success Champion Networking and author of Endless Streamer Referrals. This is Growth Mode, a podcast all about growing and scaling your business. In this episode, Kevin and I are going to dive into specifically why there's no hacks in businesses and why you need to quit looking for them. All right. So I saw an episode uh, come out on someone's podcast last week, and the title was Top 5 Sales Hacks, and I wanted to beat my head against the wall. So <laughs> the, the term hack in business, uh, you hear it with people saying, oh, I'm a growth hacker, you know, all revenue hacker, all these things, and they're usually internet gurus that have are just going for mass sales. And I hate this whole concept of that, of that there's a hack, that there's an easy button for doing business. All right. So, yes, you can learn ways to do things that work for other people, but you still have to do the work. And that's the big issue I have with that term. It makes people think, oh, I can do this and it's going to be easy and I don't have to do the work. It's going to be it's a shortcut. There's no freaking shortcuts. No. Well, go ahead, dude. I, I, I got to jump in. I, I, you're, I, this is a, a fun soapbox. I think we're going to have a lot of fun with this one. But, you know, a surefire way to know if somebody's full of shit is if they tell you the story, something along the lines of I used to do X, but then I found Y and now I can do X. Right. You, you know, five hacks that'll teach you how to be a better salesperson. I used to be the person that couldn't cold call, couldn't email, couldn't blah, 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 whatever. But because I found this one simple hack, I can now do X. Dude, I promise you that is a bullshit scam as soon as you those words come across your page. But it's the marketing gurus, the bro marketers that they get called oftentimes that have perfected that language. 
And people are are exhausted doing sales poorly. They're exhausted in doing you know all the reach outs and not doing them well. That when you hear this language, you're like, oh my god, finally, this is the thing going to be the thing that's going to uh, freaking finally allow me to be a salesperson. So, and it's just so language is such a huge thing. So I've uh, when I started doing the email marketing stuff, I, I took a bunch of copywriting courses and learned about phrasing and all that stuff from some really good copywriters. And one of the things that you learned was you don't use the word learn. When you're talking, when you're trying to sell a informational product, you don't tell someone that, hey, you're going to learn things because learning is hard. That is literally the idea behind not using the word because people are going to hear, oh, I have to learn something. That's hard. I don't want to do that. So you use words like discover, <laughs> you know, discover how to do this. And like, it's going to be this, this huge aha moment that people are going to be like, oh my God, that this is, you know, trumpets are going to sound, you know, that heavens are going to open <laughs> and you're going to have this amazing business. And it, it's literally based on the emotion words will trigger in you but the thing is even when you discover this new thing you still have to put it into action you still have to do the work with that thing you know it's just like cold calling i discovered how to cold call by doing it (laughs) i i I literally discovered what worked (laughs) and what didn't work and once i figured out not to try and sell the stuff and just to get an appointment and you know tell them how i can help them appointments got easy but it wasn't a hack. You know, it's not a shortcut. It's just doing the thing that gets you to to the your endpoint. Yeah, well said. I mean, it it's and I, and I think it comes down to people are so looking for that silver bullet unintentionally, right? They're, they and they'll tell you, "Look, I'm not looking a way to shortcut this. I'm just looking for a solution." And oftentimes because of that let's discover it, you know, there's a slight change in language. It makes people go, Ooh, I can finally do this. And, and here's the thing. And this is why I tell everybody now I stopped reading books because I was so influenced by the verbiage in the books that I was driving Kevin nuts because I constantly was adding new things to the business and, you know, chasing shiny objects mainly because I was trying to wrap my head around how do I actually, you know, figure some things out. And here's nothing here. Here it is. There is no way to shortcut shortcut the learning process without going through it. You can sit and read and learn, watch videos. I mean, I've got a master's degree in watching YouTube videos, right? You know, and I've learned a lot of dumb shit by watching YouTube from from how to, you know, build a podcast to how to blacksmith. I've all learned it all through through YouTube and I've never taken a podcasting course from somebody and I've never learned blacksmithing from somebody, but all that I've self-taught. And, you know, so you can learn all that. But I can promise you, I can watch all the blacksmithing videos in the world I want. But until I heat a piece of steel up and bang the shit out of it and realize what you see on TV is like sped up by hours of banging on a freaking piece of steel to get to do what you want you, to you, do. You mean, and, and you that's, mean they don't make those knives in half an hour? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> no, no. Um, I remember my, my the first hatchet I built, man, I took a ball peen hammer. I'm like, I'm just going to smash this into a freaking hammer. Six hours later, I had like a rough shape because I was... I didn't understand heating it up properly. And all. I mean, there's a lot of things that played into it, but that's the whole point of all this, man, is you've got to literally go freaking do the thing. You want to learn how to cold call, go cold call. And you want to learn how to do outreach on LinkedIn, go do outreach. You want to learn how to have better sales conversations, get into sales conversations, you know? And, and the whole thing behind all this is once you go do now you can come back and ask the better questions because now you've got experiences to go off of, you know, and, and I, I had a gal that's in champions table. It's Lori sites. And I walked her through how to do reach outs on LinkedIn and, you know, she started doing it and my language, the verbiage I gave her wasn't working for her very well. And she was able to go out and do and come up with the vernacular that actually worked for her to get into better conversations. And uh, I think it was last week or the week before I put out a post of how you should do this. And here's a language. And what's so funny is on the post, she commented, she's like, well, I believe with everything, but the you telling everybody to tell them their story just didn't work for me. But here's what did. And that's the point is I can tell people to say this, do this, do this. Kevin can tell people to say this, do this, do this. But until you go do it and put it in your own world, in your own language, in your own style, there's no hack that's going to teach you anything else. It's really funny. I got to, uh, in in one of my uh, previous jobs, I, I helped train new salespeople. I got pulled in for one of the new sales team trainings. And it was interesting because some of them had no sales experience. Some of them had sales experience. But we got to the point where we're talking about, you know, overcoming objections and specific objections that we knew they would get with that specific product. You know, the the new people just smiled and nod and wrote, furiously wrote everything down we told them. But the people who'd actually been through sales asked questions and they were looking, they were asking yep. application questions and it was, you know, how do we do this? You know, uh, you know, and they started throwing in ideas and trying to figure out. You could tell in their mind they were trying to figure out. All right, so how do I make this work in my process and in how I sell? Whereas the new people were just literally trying. All right, Kevin said say this, so this is what I'm going to say. So mm-hmm. I, I think that experience thing and the go do part, you know, they actually actively applying knowledge is really important. Um, so in our, I just got done with, for those of you that are in, in the military and National Guard, I, I, I'm still in, and I just literally got done with annual training about a week ago for the year. And we had uh, my old battalion commander, old brigade commander, Fulbert Colonel, uh, now retired, come in, and we we're doing some training on the planning process. And we were really talking about you know, how you take that information and how you help the boss, our, our commander, make decisions. And the process of moving, you know, when, when we get intelligence in, it's information. It's just raw data. It's raw info. And then when we do our job as staffs and we integrate it with what we know and our experience and with other staff members' experience, now it becomes knowledge. 
And then the next iteration of that knowledge is then the application. And it was really interesting because that's really what we're talking about today. You know, all these gurus that are selling hacks, they're selling you information. But what you what you For do sure. with it afterwards, how you integrate it with your experiences, how you turn that in that information into knowledge, and then the application of how you actually put it to use is really where you get the results. <clears throat> I mean, I, and I love the fact that you pointed out the 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 sales training scenario because I hadn't thought about it, but you're so spot on because I can remember training big sales teams. And you watch the saltier dogs in the room, the ones that have been selling for the number of years, they're sitting in the back. They don't have a pen and paper out. They're not, you know, taking these notes feverishly. They're literally, you know, waiting for a moment and they'll ask questions that are more <clears throat> technical in nature, something along the lines of, Donnie, I hear you saying that when I'm talking to a prospect about X, Y, Z, and I can't say it just that way. How would I tweak it in this moment of the conversation? It's it's more in depth about how do you say it <clears throat> in a moment, in a scenario. And that's the difference between somebody who's been out on the streets doing the thing. <clears throat> excuse me. And then learning how to apply what they've done in their world. I had a young sales guy I taught once upon a time and I was teaching him cold calling and he came back to me. He goes, Donnie, I need you to quit teaching me cold calling. I said, okay, why? <clears throat> and he said, I've done everything you've said and it doesn't work for me. I said, okay, cool. Here's what is working. And he started walking me through and how many appointments he said, and can he change it all up? I said, so what's your big takeaway from all this? He goes, I need to hear it. Then I need to pick up the phone and find my rhythm, find my language and be able to put it in my words. And I said, that's it. It's, it's like Kevin and I will hand you guys a piece of sheet music, but you got to make it your own damn song. And the only way to do it is to go apply it, put it into work and actually build and do something. with it. Yeah. I always, when I was learning the cold call and even once I knew how to cold call and I would go to different companies, I always used a script. I needed to have that initial cold calling script that I could stumble over and I could identify, all right, I can't say those words together because they, they don't come out of my mouth right. Uh, and then figure out what sounded like me and adjust. Because usually the scripts had good information and they were structured well. They were just written like a marketer. But it gave me that basis to play with. And it allowed me then to to fail so that I could learn. And I, and I think everyone's really afraid of that first part. No one wants to fail. But that's part of the doing. Well, and I, I, I agree with that. And I think that if you're not willing to do the doing early on, then get out of the game because it's, it's the going through it, knowing you're going to fuck it up. I mean, nobody hands you a script for the first time. Let's stay with cold calling. Nobody's going to hand you a script the first time and you pick up the phone and you're going to crush it. No, you're going to blow the whole fucking thing. 
one in a billion actually make a good first cold call, right? No, especially if you just change careers or companies or whatever else, because you don't know the lingo. You don't know the language. You don't have the answers. But the only way to learn the lingo, learn the language. I remember when I got in, in is, is to do it. I, I remember when I got into commercial printing. You know, they kept wanting to walk me through the shop to teach me all the different types of papers and all this. And I'm like, guys, that's not helping me. I'm not actually selling anything. And when I finally learned enough about commercial printing to be dangerous, it's because I sold some projects. Now I had to figure out what the fuck I actually (laughs) sold. You know, so I followed my own jobs through the shops and I learned turn times and I learned paperweights and I learned... Yo, know, because of that experience, on future sales calls, ask better questions and get more into their world and, and understand what is a really good question to ask. And I think that's the other key point of all this. If is if you go through it, you'll learn the right questions asked. I could give you a list of questions. Kevin can give you a list of questions. But our questions are not the questions that you need to ask on a sales call. I had the same experience except with voice over IP phone systems. I was selling Avaya phone <laughs> systems for a while, uh, and they tried to teach me all the stuff, which is, you know, I was eating up because one is technology and two, I'm a, I'm a C. Uh, but eventually, I, I, I just need to go sell. I need to go out, and I, I sold my first system, and I came back. It's like, crap. Now I need to configure the damn thing and see what I forgot. I'm like, <laughs> right. fuck, this is, this is not going to end up well. I, I know I left parts out in the, in the quote, son of a bitch. Uh, so I, but then I had to go through and figure out how to do it, and and then that's where I started learning all the stuff. I actually, cause I had to figure out how to make the handset talk to the, the CPX and all the parts communicate correctly. It's like, all right, now I'm, now I'm learning. So it, it all goes back to the doing. And I'm betting on your futures. Yeah. I, and I'm betting on your future sales calls. You learn things and you learn to ask the better questions on those yeah. future sales calls because you figured out all the things that you didn't have in that, you know, original proposal or whatever else. You're like, well, I'm not going through that stupid shit again. I, <laughs> I am not calling the uh, client 10 times after he closes the deal to ask more questions because that was dumb. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Hi, it's me again. I have another question uh, for you. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Dude, I did that. I mean, it's so funny because it's the same thing happened to me in, in, in printing. It's like, shit, was this four over four? Was this eight over eight? I didn't ask him if it was saddle stitch. You know, I mean, all the things that come through from actually the selling and doing the same thing. I mean, same thing in sales training is, you know, OK, we sold a deal. Shit. Now, how do you onboard them? Well, crap. Now I got to get them this shit. Now they need all this stuff. And, you know, you learn to figure out the flow and process. And that's kind of, for those of you that listen to the show, you know that's Donnie and my uh, normal mode of operandi in the company. Is, all right, we're going to have an 80 cent solution. We're going to go sell the crap out of it. And then we're going to figure everything else out and break it. You know, and. For sure. But again, that's, we're going to go do. And we're going to get something we know that works. And then we're going to figure out what doesn't. And we're going to learn as we're doing it, as opposed to trying to just, you know, sit back and theorize. And that's what a lot of times when you, if you're a person that, uh, I'm I'm about to offend someone. If you're a person that just buys course after course, looking for the easy button, that's all you're doing. All you're doing is theorizing. You're putting together a theoretical business and a theoretical plan. No, until you start executing the plan, it just looks really cool on paper. 
and you spend a ton of money. Yeah, for sure. And 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 guys, we get it. We know it's frustrating to actually do the stuff, do the outreaches, do the cold calls, have the conversations, go to the events, do the virtual meetings. We we get it. The the frustration that comes from lack of results is what forces people to go look for these kind of silver bullet solutions. They're like, okay, if I cold call, this is going to suck. Then they pick up the phone. It sucks. And they prove their own fucking head trash. Like, okay, cold calling doesn't work for me. No fucker. You tried one time, right? Go try 500 times. And I promise you, if you try 500 times, you're going to learn something. Take that learning, apply it to the next call. And you're going to evolve and figure out your rhythm and how to say it, how to speak it, how to work it, how to do it. You know, it's, it's, and what we've both been saying, it's doing the fucking doing, not freaking sitting back and hoping that the world just fucking comes to you. And I know somebody just to ramp on Kevin's, you know, going to piss somebody off. Some of you are like, I'm not sitting back and waiting for people to come to me. I'm learning. Well, quit fucking learning and get in the goddamn game. Right. Turn off the I need to learn how to do this and go do this. So you hey, can learn. even doctors, people going through medical school at some point, they tell them to stop learning. They throw them out and make them start working on patients. You have to put the skills and practice and you have to put them into play to figure out how to do them correctly. You know, you can't just sit back and be a theoretical doctor. Oh, I've taken all the classes. So, I, you know, and I have my degree. Well, yeah, technically you're a doctor, but I wouldn't let you touch me unless you've gone through your internship. Right. And spent a couple of years working all the crap, really hard cases in a hospital, working your craft, honing it. Dude, it's one thing to read about open heart surgery. It's a whole nother ball game to hold somebody's fucking heart yeah. in your hands. Yeah, I mean, those are two different fucking worlds, right? And, and you know, that's with everything. And I think most people don't realize they're looking for some sort of hack or some sort of silver bullet type thing. Um, they're just frustrated by their own lack of action or lack of results. And if you're not getting results... Start looking at what you're doing, how you're saying it, how you're you're processing it, and go, okay, how do I tweak it? How do I say it better? And start fucking playing with things. This is how Kevin and I always talk about go break shit. We're talking about doing it on purpose so that that you go out and you try it. Maybe you say it a different way. Maybe you ask a different question and you learn what your flow, what your system, what your process Kevin and I sell two different ways. We, I mean, if, if somebody on the outside would see similarities in how we sell, but ultimately he's going to sell Kevin's way, I'm going to sell my way. I mean, there's no one size fits all here. And so it's the ability to hear something one time and then go fucking it up enough until you can take complete ownership over it and make it yours. Yo, and, and I think that's the big thing. Quit looking for the hacks. So um, as always, guys, um, if you got any value out of this episode, this was a lot of fun. You can tell Kevin and I both got jazzed up on this one. Um, so this was a lot, a lot of fun. So if you got any value out of this, please make sure you leave us a five star review and share this out with one other person that could get some value from from each of these episodes. 
And as always, oh, action step of the week. Go get punched in the face. Go fucking do it. Go actually put in the work, learn, adjust, and do it again. And as always, guys, love you, mean it. See you, bye. When I created Success Champions, it was on the idea that most people make themselves an island as they're growing their business. Yet they just don't want people to know how bad things are because if anybody knew how bad things are, nobody would do business with you. So like me, they don't often reach out for advice. They don't get support. They just try and put their head down and grind through it. And let's be honest, man, that that lifestyle sucks. And when you're constantly trying to find yourself to push through it and figure it out on your own, it often leads to misery. We created Success Champions so you don't make yourself an island, so you don't build your business alone. There are a ton of people that are going through it on the same journey that are looking for the same advice you are. Maybe they've been through it and are looking to help. So come hang out with Success Champions. Go to successchampionnetworking.com, go visit one of our peer groups, and let's help you actually get to business freedom. Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us as Success Champions.